Hello and welcome to a special episode of the podcast of the Prison Officers Association, the UK's largest professional union for prison, correctional and secure psychiatric workers with over 30,000 members. With the resourcing problems of HMPPS receiving widespread coverage in the news media, POA National Chair Mark Fairhurst shares news of a notable success for the POA's negotiators and the truth behind the Independent Monitoring Board report into recent events at HMP Wandsworth. Mark Fairhurst, National Chair of the Prison Officers Association. Today is a, is a good day, isn't it? Because the fitness test seems to be consigned to history. It is a good day. It's been a long-standing policy of this union to get the fitness test scrapped, the history behind it. For some strange reason, well before my time on the NEC, the employer introduced the fitness test in April 2001. Why they suddenly decided out of the blue that new recruits needed to do a fitness test is beyond me. Anyway, it came in, it had its own problems, not least of which that people got what's called the white coat syndrome, where they were fit enough to pass it, but for some strange reason that bleep test got in their heads and they were subject to fail it. And then there was all kinds of draconian things in place from the employer via their policies that if you failed it three times, we could dismiss you from the service or regrade you. The alternative test wasn't that sufficient, really, because of the antiquated equipment that they were using to facilitate it. So it came with a whole host of problems, and we're just so relieved that at long last, this employer has listened to what we've been saying. They've looked at their own statistics, which proved that a certain demographic of staff were consistently failing it and they've listened to us they've put it right and now we await further negotiations on what sort of alternatives they're looking at so a really good day was it just persistence on the part of the union to keep on saying look this is wrong this is wrong this is not working or was there a kind of breakthrough moment that added an extra heft to the union's arguments on this i think mainly persistence and doggedness from the nec and I think a combination of, well, actually, the private sector don't have to do a fitness test. The Scottish Prison Service and Northern Ireland Prison Service don't have to f- do a fitness test. The fitness test you're asking us to do doesn't really fit in with our role on the landings. So, for example, we're told not to run for an alarm bell, but we're expected to run on a fitness test. That and the stats that we got from our employer, which proved what we've been saying all along, that actually there is a certain part of your workforce of a certain age and a certain gender that are subject to fail it more than anybody else. And the alternative you put in place for them are just not sufficient. And by the way, the biggest one for me was you are given no concessions whatsoever to your female staff who are going through the menopause. You've put absolutely nothing in place for those staff. So I think if it had carried on any further, we had a good basis for a a really solid legal challenge. So they did the right thing, and we're pleased about that. Has Has the union, has the NEC got a clear view about what you'd like to see in place of the fitness test? Yeah, because we actually put our own proposals forward, and that was based on the Scottish Prison Service model, where they have a holistic approach to staff wellbeing. And that was just, you go every 18 months or two years and you have a body MOT. So 
height, weight, BMI, blood pressure. You can do a cholesterol test if, if you wish. Advice on lifestyle and exercise and diet. And that was more holistic and, and it works well in Scotland because nobody's dismissed from the service. No one's threatened with disciplinary action and you're given advice. And if we find, for example, that you've got high blood pressure, then we signpost you to your GP and they put you on blood pressure tablets or give you further lifestyle advice. So that's the sort of thing we want because we think it makes sense. It's cost effective. It's practical. And we can apply that to every member of staff in service, not just a select few. Now, the fitness test is still in place for certain specialisms. And I can accept that because you do need a certain level of fitness to be tornado trained, to be a member of National Tactical Response Group, or to be a PE officer. So I can accept that. So let's see what happens in the future, and let's see what suggestions they come up with. Now, the other thing that's uh, that's hot off the press, as it were, is that the Independent Monitoring Board for Wandsworth Prison has reported in the last couple of days. And that, again, seems to be a case where where the, the union and outside observers are saying one thing, but the employer is being slow to respond. Well, the employer never responds in the press, do they? It's always left to the unions and former employees or directors. So that report from the IMB at Wandsworth, that basically backs up everything our members at Wandsworth have been telling us and what we've been relaying to the government and the employer. There's nothing in that report that I haven't witnessed myself because I was in Wandsworth only last week. And they've still got exactly the same problems they had before the adverse publicity they were faced with. You know what? They're an amazing group of people to do an absolutely fantastic job in some of the worst and most trying conditions I've ever witnessed. When I went in, so they should have had 130 prison officers on duty and they had 94, but out of that 94, 20 were on detached duty from all over the country. So in reality, Wandsworth only had 74 of their own staff on duty. And without that detached, you know, what hope have they got? They're being asked to do too much with too little. And for me, what they need to do, and I've already expressed this opinion, is they need to do at Wandsworth what they did at Liverpool, reduce the prison population by over 40% and close a wing down at a time and completely modernise it. That's what they need to do to give the staff a fighting chance. Now, I know that's not going to happen because of the pressures on the prison estate as we speak. So what the alternative is, is go back to a COVID regime where you split the regime, you unlock fewer prisoners, you give them less time out of cell, but you give them at least the basics. It's predictable and you can stabilise the regime. I don't think there's a will from the management team there to do that, which is quite sad because they're putting everyone at risk by trying to do too much, run a fuller regime when we simply haven't got the staff to do it. And the the blame is not solely with the Wandsworth management, as it were, is it? Because behind them sits a whole suite of government policies, spending and otherwise, that are also a block to progress. Yeah, I've got I've got sympathy with the number one governor. I, I think well it wouldn't surprise me if she got made a scapegoat because of all this, but it's down to what staff you've got on duty, what training they've had. Have you drummed into them what the security procedures are? You know, when was the last time they were refreshed in security training? There's a whole host of things and a whole host of pressures. I mean, I know for a fact that the equipment in the gate that they use to search vehicles, they've been complaining about for months because it needed replacing. I also know that there was issues with the truck and the inability 
to maybe do a proper search on that truck because of the size of it. So there's a whole host of things that haven't come out yet that need to be looked at and prevented in the future. We can't just go around blaming staff and they're under that much pressure that they haven't got the correct equipment to do the job or they're faced with a situation where, hang on, that truck shouldn't even be coming in here because it's too large for the vehicle gate. So there's a whole host of things that need to be looked at. And before we start laying blame with the frontline staff who are under a great deal of pressure and laying blame for that matter with the number one governor who things like this are out of their hands, we need to look at what we can do to help Wandsworth and get it back on track. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think members who are listening to this will, will be nodding their heads because they recognize the scenario you develop. And if there are non-members, policymakers, researchers, politicians, even who are listening to this, I hope that their ears will be pinned back and their eyes will be wide open because there's a whole host of things that need to be done that clearly aren't being done at the moment. Wandsworth and what happens at Wandsworth reflects the majority of our prisons at this moment in time where they simply can't recruit staff. The staff they do recruit, they can't retain. Some of the staff who are joining, they're maybe not fitted to be a prison officer because the number one at Wandsworth, she doesn't get to interview them face-to-face. And you can tell a lot from people on a face-to-face interview, particularly where you're putting them under pressure with questioning. You know, governors don't even get the opportunity to do that, which is ridiculous for such a responsible role. And then you've got everybody working excessive hours to plug the gaps, getting burnt out. For me, the, the biggest issue is, Can we get a predictable and stable regime in place with everybody, including the chief inspector of prisons, accepting that actually, you know what, the regime's a lot safer, the prison's running a lot better, but prisoners are spending a lot more time in their cells. Well, if that's what's got to happen to make everybody safe and to make sure we're a secure place, then that's what's got to happen. And if that means that we can't send people to education or workshops because we can't recruit teachers or workshop instructors, then so be it. But let's give them something else to do on the wing to keep them busy. Something's got to change. We can't go on like this. Absolutely. Mark, thank you very much. For more information on either of these subjects, please visit poauk.org.uk, where you can also access all the other episodes of the POA podcast. Thank you for listening and goodbye.